Hi again, I'm Lena Abijamra, and this is the Living with Bauer Hope podcast. I am so excited you tuned in. We're going to have a great episode of Dear Lena for you today. I'm looking forward to what we have to talk about. But before we get to today's question, let me just welcome you. If it's your first time here, let me uh, encourage you to subscribe to our podcast. All you need to do is go to iTunes or to Podbean and uh, subscribe. And then every time we drop a new episode, you'll hear about it directly. Hey, I'd also love for you to share this with your friends or to leave us a comment or a like. Uh, we love that you tuned in and we can't wait to minister to you. We're here to provide biblical truth for everyday life. By we, I mean the Living with Power ministry team. I'm the spokesperson for it, but there's a whole team behind me working to make this podcast available and accessible to you. Our goal is to give hope for the Christian in a post-Christian world. In days where it's hard to be a Christian, we want to encourage you to live out the light of Christ uh, no matter what challenges you're facing. So if you have uh, felt like you don't belong in this world, that's okay. Neither did Jesus, but uh, his impact uh, was insurmountable. We are here because he was willing to live for truth uh, in a day that did not accept him. And so uh, this is such an honor and a high calling to be living in these times and these days. Um, If you are not a Christian yet, we welcome you. We hope that you get to know the Lord Jesus Christ. He died for your sins. He died to give you life and to um, offer you himself. And so uh, I hope that you get to know him through uh, this series, but also through many other Bible teachings that you'll find at livingwithpower.org. All of them are free. They're available for you. Just go to our page, download the materials, or or just check them out. Uh, We're on YouTube. Uh, In fact, these podcasts are on YouTube, so just go crazy with that. Hey, uh, another Dear Lena question was sent to me, and if you have a question about anything related to faith, culture, and everything in between, you can always email me at dearlina, L-I-N-A, at livingwithpower.org. Well, someone sent me this question. Dear Lena, as a Christian doctor, do you think that wearing masks is necessary? And is wearing a mask really the best way to show that you love your neighbor? Uh, Well, if you don't know, uh, hearing this question, I am a pediatric emergency medicine doctor, and for the past three years, I've transitioned into telehealth care, so I take care of patients daily on the phone and on the computer. And so uh, I have been at the forefront in many ways of the COVID pre-hospital setting, and uh, I consider myself a sort of expert. Uh, We've got a great COVID update series that uh, we did at the beginning of the COVID outbreak that many of you have become familiar with our ministry through that. And um, and if anybody... uh, should know anything about masks, that would be me. So I welcome the question. And the question is a very important one. It's uh, certainly masks have affected our lives in 2020. And so besides living in a post-Christian world, I'd say we're living in a post-pandemic world. And one of the effects of a post-pandemic world is this necessity to put on a mask. And if you're like me, you have mixed feelings about it. You might uh, want to protect others uh, from disease, but also uh, the more science we see and the more... um, Issues that have come up in the last few months, there's a certain cynicism that has grown out of this. And so you've got sort of two sides to this debate. There's a side that says, wear a mask. It's the best way to show that you love your neighbors as a Christian. And then there's the other side that sort of rolls their eyes and says, my goodness, you've got to be crazy. Um, Neither extremes is healthy. So let us look at three points. That's how I usually address every question. Three points, uh, ER style. Uh, way for you to think through, uh, is is wearing a mask necessary? Uh, I would say that first part of this question is easy. Uh, Yes, uh, if your governor and your state officials are mandating it, uh, then wear a mask. This is not something uh, that is worth getting the police involved over. We've got bigger fish to fry, so to speak. So if you're living in a state, which pretty much includes most states at this point, mandates wearing a mask, then wear a mask. And if you are in a place where it's not mandatory and you don't feel like wearing it, well, then let's consider some of the issues here. Uh, Here's point number one. 
one, there is a time to understand that not all medical arguments are about medicine. All right, so again, I always want to sort of get a big picture of lay of the land of what we're talking about. So when it comes to mask wearing, there's a time to understand that not every medical argument is about medicine. I have learned that in what, 25 years of practice? I don't know, a long time of practice, maybe not 25, but close to that. I have learned that most discussions about medicine are not really about medicine. They are about life. They are about politics. They are about worldview. They are about biblical perspectives or not. So in mask wearing, we must recognize that this is not not, this is no longer just about science. You can come up with a bazillion articles on each side of the debate. This is like any issue anymore. You have an opinion, you're going to find the support for the opinion, whether you're right or wrong. So in mask wearing, we must recognize that it's not about science. In mask wearing, we must recognize that it's more emotional than it is intellectual. By the way, some of you are still stuck on the science thing, but it's the fact. It's a fact. You find somebody who's against mask wearing, they're going to give you 10 studies on why masks are going to be the cause of diseases and don't protect and on and on and on. And, and then you're going to find somebody who is for mask wearing and they're going to give you a bazillion articles on why, you know, the standard of care is to wear a mask. And, and frankly, I'm somewhere in between. So I'm not um, here to debate one or the other, but to think conceptually about the fact that it's not just about science, but even more so, this is not... Uh, it, this is no longer just about the intellect. This is about your emotions. And wearing a mask has become an emotional conundrum. And you will have extreme views on this. And those on one end of the spectrum absolutely disrespect and denigrate those on the other end of the spectrum. And you, if you have not seen that, all you need to go is spend 30 minutes on Twitter or on Instagram or on any uh, venue, and you will see the vitriol on this issue is hard and emotional, and, um, and it can easily suck you into a bottomless pit of anger, uh, one side or the other. So in mask wearing, um, doctors have less authority any more than your average Joe. So it's time to understand that all medical arguments are not about medicine. And in fact, in mask wearing, doctors have less authority than your average Joe. That has become true of many COVID-related issues, um, many other diseases for that matter, uh, in an era where the internet is easily accessible to everybody, in an era where uh, you can Google your diagnosis and your, your treatment plans. Uh, frankly, you only need a doctor to write you prescriptions. And so the minute a doctor doesn't agree with you on something, you just throw that person out the window and go to the next. There has never been less of a trust relationship between patients and doctors as now. And that's a fact. And, and there's many statistics that support that. People are leery of doctors. And, and in many cases, understandably, there's a lot of quacks out there. But when it comes to mask wearing, doctors have less authority than your average Joe. So in many ways, I don't know why you asked me. I don't know as much about it as most people on Twitter, right? I'm just kidding. But the point is, there's a time to understand that not all medical arguments are about medicine. This is important because when you... Put light on that fact. You can step back from it and understand why there's so much emotion over mask wearing. This is not about a percentage statistic that convinces us one way or the other. Here's a second thing. By the way, the same applies to so many COVID-related issues, whether it's school attendance, um, whether it's um, church attendance, and on and on and on. Here's a second one. There's a time, second big idea. Remember, we do three big ideas. We're talking about mask wearing and how to love our neighbor. Number two, there's a time to recognize that loving your neighbor is indeed about dying to self, all right? 
The heart of loving your neighbor is about dying to yourself. You cannot do both. You cannot love yourself and love your neighbor at the same time. Always, I mean, if you have neighbors, truly, like in life, you will understand that. I, you can spend a day with me and, and watch me analyze my trees around the edge of my property in my little house. It's not little, it's medium-sized. And, and if I take you around the property to the back side of the trees and to the right side of the trees and tell you the stories of, from the day I moved in to now, I'm telling you, uh, and loving your neighbors is about dying to yourself because I want my way and my neighbor wants their way. And we've argued about fences versus trees versus how many trees versus, and on and on and on. And it's like your best neighbor could still be such a source of friction. And there comes a point where loving your neighbors is about saying, okay, not my will, but, but yours, Lord. And say, so is this important to God? Well, yeah. Uh, let me read you Matthew 22. You're, I know you're familiar with these verses, but let me put them in context here. Jesus is, is, is teaching and speaking. This is before he goes to the cross. He's in his height of his ministry. The Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees. This is in Matthew 22, verse 34. Verse 35 says, And one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, he said, which is the greatest commandment in the law? This is it. So Jesus is on trial by this lawyer. He says, give me the greatest commandment. Here's Jesus' answer. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is from the Old Testament. This was set Jewish tradition. All right? God, it, love him with everything you got. Okay? Here's where he falls up. This is the great and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depends all the law and the prophets. All right, this is huge. Jesus is like, it boils down to two things. <coughs> Excuse me, love your neighbor, love God, and love your neighbor. And everything else rests on those two things. So it all boils down to these two things. You will love the Lord your God with all your heart, and then you will love your neighbor as yourself. And so in Luke, um, this same discussion is, is followed up uh, at one point. Jesus asked, well, who's then your neighbor? And behold, the lawyer stood up in Luke chapter 10. This is one of the other gospels. He stood up to put him to the test saying, teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he says, what is written in the law? How do you read it? And, uh, and, uh, and he says, uh, the man answers, you will love the Lord your God, all your heart and all your soul, all your mind, and you will love your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you've answered correctly, do this and you will live. So, so this man says to Jesus, he wanted to, the Bible says, to justify himself. And he says to Jesus, who then is my neighbor? And so Jesus goes on and tells the story of the Good Samaritan. And the story, in essence, is of a man who was dying on the side of the street. And, and three people came across him. One was a man of faith. Um, it was basically a priest. And then a Levite, who was considered a man of faith. And then a Samaritan, who was considered a non-believing, sort of lower than low, you know, the least respectable in that culture. He was coming by, and it says, but the Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where this poor man was, who was beaten by the side of the road. And when he saw him, he had compassion. And so this Samaritan, he went to him, bound him up, bound up his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he sent him on his own animal, brought him to the inn, and took care of him. The next day, he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper, saying, take care of him, and whatever more you spend, I will repay you when I come. And so Jesus asked the question, which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? So it was a no-brainer. It was the Samaritan, the least likely person to show love, uh, had denied himself, gone out of his way, lost his comfort, lost his funds, lost his resources in order to help a man who was the least likely for him to help. And so um, th that's a form of dying to self. You know, so many times we talk the Christianese language that Jesus wants us to pick up our cross, follow him, and die to self. Well, what does dying to self look like? It's this. It's saying, uh, I know how much I love myself. Well, I'm going to love my neighbor as much as I already love myself. And in order to do that, I'm going to have to say no to self and yes to neighbor. And uh, uh, now you apply it for mask wearing. And so it's impossible to love your neighbor and maintain your own personal rights. There's no way. There's no way you can do both.
It's either or. It's either I want my trees on my side or I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to cut the trees down because I don't want, you know, the dead branches to get in my way anymore, the weeds, or I'm going to let them be because my neighbor asked me to leave them. You know, whatever, whatever it is. It's impossible to love your neighbor and maintain your own personal rights. And it is impractical to love your neighbor and maintain your own comfort. It just doesn't work. It's a, it's a practical problem. You're either going to be for me or for my neighbor. And so when it comes to mask wearing, again, you do the application. Now, that leads us to the third point, which some of you are listening going, but, 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 okay, I hear you. There's a time to admit that you can love your neighbor even without wearing a mask, all right? Uh, I think this is important. I think there's two sides to this coin. On the one hand, uh, when it comes to mask wearing, honestly, when you compare the Samaritan to the poor man dying, I mean, the Samaritan was the, you know, they were sort of diametrically opposed people. There was the priest, the Levite, and then the Samaritan. And the Samaritan sort of was counted out. He was the, the enemy of sort of the people of Israel in a sense. And so it was the least likely person to show love. And I think right now on both ends of the spectrum, there's mask wearers and non-mask wearers. And it really is a good symbol of, of, a, of a neighbor in the sense that not somebody we would naturally love, like politically and philosophically, those of you who don't believe in wearing masks are opposed to people who want to wear them all the time. So that tension is there. Let's admit to that. And so on one end of the spectrum is this realization that loving my neighbor means laying down my rights for somebody that I diametrically am opposed to. Now, but the other side of it is this, which is I think if you're you know, a, a mask wearer and you want everybody to wear a mask, I think, you, I think there has to be a recognition because I think this idea of loving your neighbor and wearing masks has become sort of this trump card for people who, you know, are anti-conservative Christianity who tends to be more, I think, nonchalant about mask wearing. Let's face it. I mean, generally speaking, it's, uh, if you have to divide by political line, uh, you know, it tends to be the, the, you know, liberal left-sided, you know, Democrats that be like, wear mask or else you die. You know, you look at the Joe Biden campaign, everybody's always wearing masks. And then you've got the extreme right, which is like flaunting. I don't wear masks. You can divide up the states basically by politics in terms of who, wear, who wears masks and, and where and whether schools are back in order or not. And so, uh, so on one hand, you know, conservatives are critiqued because they're not loving their neighbor by not wearing their masks. That's, that's the truth of it. Uh, but can I propose to you who are listening, who are avid mask wearers, uh, that also other side of the coin, which is you can love your neighbor without wearing a mask. Uh, loving your neighbor is not boiled down to this one command, wear a mask. Okay. I, I agree that wearing a mask is one way to love your neighbor, but I think if we boil it down to just that, that we've missed it then we've missed it because loving your neighbor extends to a lot more than that. So loving your neighbor is so much bigger than just about wearing a mask. Loving your neighbor is about letting God lead you into actions that take you out of your comfort zone in every way. So if you're now hanging your head on, oh, I love my neighbor because I'm wearing a mask, you're missing it because your neighbor is right next to you. And you might have to walk out of the door of your house and walk a block, not even a block, a few steps to your neighbor's house and knock on their door and find out what their needs are and love them with or without mask on. Wear a mask if you go to the neighbor, especially if they're elderly. But the point is, you see, if you have let yourself off the hook of what Christ is asking us and loving our neighbor simply because you're wearing a mask, then you've missed it. Loving your neighbor is, listen, here's, here's why this is important. Loving your neighbor is your secret weapon in a post-Christian culture. You've got to hear this. Loving your neighbor is your secret weapon in a post-Christian culture. All right, this is huge. How they will know you is by your love. This is the distinctive of the follower of Jesus. That means sometimes wearing a mask, but that means a lot more than just wearing a mask. So, 
Dear doctor, Lena, do you think wearing masks is necessary? Sometimes, maybe a lot of the times. And is wearing a mask the best way to show that you love your neighbor? Well, it's one way to show, but there are so many other ways. If you want ideas on how many other ways, email me at dearlena at livingwithpower.org. I'll send you a list. If you've got questions for future Dear Lenas, send me your questions at dearlena, L-I-N-A, at livingwithpower.org. Hey, I'd love for you to let us know how this is going for you. If you're enjoying these uh, podcasts, shoot me an email at dearlena at livingwithpower.org or just like the podcast and share it with your friends. And uh, if you want to go into a deeper relationship with me, come on Thursday nights at 7 p.m. Central to our Facebook Living With Power community group. The best way to link up to it is by going to livingwithpower.org. Click on join our community at the top of the page. Hey, I love you guys. You're my neighbor today. I know there are other people that will be my neighbors, but in this moment, you're my neighbor. And I want you to know that whether or not you wear a mask, whether or not you believe in wearing a mask, I love you. And if you have anything that you need or prayers that you'd like me to pray for you, I am here and willing and ready to serve you in any way possible. So I wish you a wonderful day. Lean into Jesus. Fix your eyes on him. No one else will satisfy you in your life like he will. I will catch you again next week. In the meantime, have a great day.